Ashley Brock reading Diana Palmer's book, Alexander. And we're reading it together. Chapter 2. You can't go around snooping into people's private lives like that. George explained, he's like, it's not right. I'm looking for a high-level divisional manager who works for the new drug lord in his Houston territory. He replied calmly. I check out everybody who might have an inkling of what's going on. He turned his head around. I even checked you out. Me? Lady gave her a speaking look. I should have known better if I had a, if I had a social life like yours. I'd join a convent. I can see you now in long skirts. It was a figure of speech, he said courtly. Yeah, I haven't been on a date in two years. Amazing, considering how many eligible bachelors there are in your building alone, much less the whole of Houston. He gave her a penetrating stare. Are you sure you are still stuck on me? She drew in a short breath. Oh, sure, sure I am. She might have early come down here so I can sit in the moon over here and think of ways to poison all your girlfriends. He chuckled in spite of Okay, I get the idea. Who am I building do you suspect exactly? She persisted. He hesitated. Dark bros drew together in a frown as the ranch house came into view down the long, dusty road. I can't tell you that. Right now, it's only a suspicion. I can help you trap him, she volunteered. If I get a gun, that is. I won't help him if I have to be unarmed. He chuckled again. You do like you drive, Jody. She made an angry sound in her throat. I could shoot just fine if I got enough practice. It is, is it my fault that my landlord doesn't like us busting targets in my apartment building? Have Margie invite you down just to shoot. She can teach you as well as I can. It was an unpleasant reminder that he wasn't keen on being with. I don't remember asking you to teach me anything. Your turn. Pulled up in front of them. Well, not lately, at least. He had to agree. Margie heard the car drive up and came barreling out onto the porch. She was tall, like Alexander, and she had green eyes, too, but her dark hair had faint undertones of auburn. She was pretty, unlike poor Jody, and she wore anything with flair. She designed and made her own clothes, and they were beautiful. She ran to Jody and hugged her like, I'm so glad you came. I thought you were going to pick me up at the airport, Margie. Candido replied. Margie looked late when he was, Oh gosh, I was, wasn't I? I got busy with the design and I just lost all track of time. Besides, Lex had already gone to the airport to pick up Carrie, but she couldn't get his cell phone, so the phone made. And she said she was delayed until tomorrow afternoon. He was right there already. So I just phoned him and had him bring you home. Carrie was Alexander's current girlfriend. The fashion buyer had just returned home recently from a buying trip to Paris. It didn't occur to Marty that it would have been pure torture to have to ride to the ranch with Alexander and his girlfriend, but then Margie didn't think things through. And to give her credit, she didn't realize that Jody was still crazy about Alexander Cop. She's coming down tomorrow to look at some of my new designs, Margie continued on minutes. And, of course, for the party in her honor that we're giving her. She leads a very busy life. Jody felt her heart crashing at her feet and she didn't draw. Their show at a weekend with Carrie Dane, drilling over Alexander, and vice versa. Why hadn't she argued harder and stayed home? Alexander checked her off. I've got to make a few phone calls and I'm going to drive into town to see about the fencing I ordered. That's what we have a foreman for, Margie. Chance went home to Georgia for the weekend. His father's in the hospital. You didn't tell me that. You did. 
Did you need to know? He shot right back. Margie shook her head, exasperated as he just walked away without a backward glance. I don't live here. I do live here, too. She muttered, but it was too late. He already gone into the house. I'm going to be in the way if the party's for Carrie. Joey said, where are Honestly, Margie, you shouldn't have invited me. No wonder Alexander's so angry. It's my house, too, and I can invite who I like, Margie replied courtly. It meant to... Intimidating that she and Alexander, imitating that she and Alexander had argued about Jody's inconclusion at the party, that hurt even more. You're my best friend, Jody, and I need an ego boost. Margie continued, but Carrie is so worldly and sophisticated. She hates it here, and she makes me feel insecure. But I need her up to get my design show shown at the store where she works. So you're my security blanket. She leaned her arm with Jody. Besides, Carrie and Lex together get on my nerves. <laughs> What about my nerves? Jody was wondering in my heart, having to see Alexander and Carrie all weekend. But she only smiled and pretended that it didn't matter. She was Marty's friend, and she owed her a lot, even if it was going to mean eating her heart out, watching the man she loved, saying over to that beautiful woman, Carrie Dane. Marty stopped just before they went into the house. She looked so worried. You have gotten over that crush you had on my brother, she asked quickly. You and your brother, Jody gasped. Honestly, too old for schoolgirl crushes, she lied through her teeth. Besides, there's this wonderful guy at the office that I like a lot. It's just that he's going with someone. Margie Grimmett, you poor kid. It's always like that with you, isn't it? Go right ahead and step on my ego. Don't mind me. Jody retorted. Margie's like, I'm a pig. She said, sorry, Jody. I don't know what's the matter with me. <clears throat> yes, I do. She added at once. Cousin Derek arrived down expectantly this morning. Jesse's already starting to cook him up with a pan of eggs and one of the cowboys ran a tractor through a fence trying to get away from him. In fact, Jessie remem remembered that she could have a weekend off whenever she wanted, so she's gone to Dallas for the weekend to see her brother. And here I am, no cook, and a party tomorrow night. Except me. Jody ventured in her heart, sank again when she saw Margie's face. No wonder if she'd been insistent. There wouldn't be any food without someone to cook it, and Margie could cook. <laughs> you don't mind, do you, dear? Margie asked quickly. After all, you do make the most scrumptious little canapes, and you're a great cook. Even Jesse asks you for recipes. <laughs> no, Jody like I don't mind. And you can help me keep Derek out of Alexander's way. Derek? Jody's eyes lit up. She loved the cops. Renegade cousin from Oklahoma. He was a radio cowboy who won belts at every competition. Six foot two of pure least muscle with a handsome face and a modest demeanor. When he wasn't up to some horrible devilment, he drove housekeepers and cowboys crazy with his antics, and Alexander barely tolerated him. He was Margie's favorite of their few cousins. Not that he was really a cousin. He was only related by marriage. Of course, Margie didn't know that. Derek had told Jody once, but he asked her not to tell. She wondered why. Don't even think about helping him do anything crazy while you're here, Margie cautioned. Lex doesn't know he's here yet. I uh, haven't told him. Margie came with her short from the general direction of Alexander's office. Margie Grant, oh dear, Lex does seem to know about Derek. My suitcase, Jody said, halting, hoping to get out of the line of fire in time. Lex, we'll bring it in, dear. Come along. She almost dragged her best friend into the house. Derek was leaning against the staircase, manager, handsome as the devil, with dancing brown eyes and a lean, good-looking face under jet black hair in front of him. Alexander was holding up a rubber chicken by the neck. <laughs> I thought you liked chickens. Derek dropped. 
cooked. Alexander replied truthfully, not in my desk chair pretending to be a cushion. You could cook that, but the fumes would clear out the kitchen for sure. There chuckled, coughed through it at the man, turned, went back into his office, slammed the door. Muttered curses came right through two inches of salt smoke, and he, Derek, how could you? Marty well, tossed her the chicken, came forward to lift her up and kissed her saucily on the nose. Now, now, you can't expect me to be dignified. It isn't in my nature. Hi, Sprout, he added, putting Margie down, only to pick up Jody and swing her around a bear. How's my best girl? I'm just fine, Derek. She was like kissing she You look great. So do you. He let her dangle from his hands, and his keen dark eyes scanned her flippers. Has God been picking on you all the way home? He asked suddenly. Why can't you two call him Lex like I do? Margie wanted to know. He doesn't look like a Lex. Derek replied, he always picks on me. Josie said heavily as Derek let her slide back on her feet. If it had a list of people he doesn't like, I've let it. <sighs> ah, we're tied for that spot, I reckon. Derek replied to gave Margie a slow, steady voice. New duds? I like the skirt. Archie grinned up at her. I made it. Good for you. When are you going to have a show of those pretty things you make? That's what I'm working on. Lex's girlfriend, Carrie, is trying to get her store to let me do a parade of my designs. Carrie, can't wriggle straight enough. Talk about slow poison. And he thought Rachel was bad. <laughs> Don't mention Rachel. Archie costed quickly. Carrie makes her look like a church mouse. Derek says, she's a social climber with dollar signs for her. Mark my words, it isn't a body she's after. He likes her, Mark replied. He likes liver and onions, too. Derek said, it made a horrible face. Jody left at the byplay. Derek went, why doesn't he ever look at you, Sprout? You'd be perfect for him. Don't be silly, Jody said with a force mark. I'm not his type at all. You're not mercenary. You're not a sucker for anyone in trouble. You like cats and dogs and children, and you don't like nightlife. You're perfect. He likes opera and theaters. Return. And you don't, Derek asked. Maggie grabbed him by the arm. Come on, let's have coffee while you tell us about your latest radio show. How did you know? It, how do you know it was? He teased. When have you ever lost a belt? She replied with a grin. Jordy followed along behind them. Already uneasy about the weekend, she had a feeling that it wasn't going to be the best one of her life. Later, Jody escaped from the banter between Margie and her cousin and went out to the girl near the barn to look at the new calves. One of the older ranch hands, Johnny, came out to join her. He was missing a tooth in front from a bull's hooves and a finger from a too tight rope that slipped. <laughs> His chaps and hat and boots were worn and dirty from hard work, but he had a heart of pure gold, and Jody loved him. He reminded her of her late father. Hi, Johnny, she greeted, standing on the top rung of the wooden fence and old jeans, boots, and a long-sleeved blue checkered shirt. Her hair was up in a ponytail. She looked about 12. Hey, Johnny, come to see my babies. <laughs> sure have. Ain't they pretty? He drawled, joining her at the fence when she was feeding her eyes on the pretty little white-faced red-coated calves. Yes, they are, she agreed with her. I miss this up in Houston. The closest I get to cattle is the rodeo when it comes to town here. Yeah, poor Katie said, you lost everything all at once, all them years ago. That was true. She lost her parents in her home all at once. Alexander hadn't gotten her into business college where she could live on campus. She'd have been homeless. She smiled at him. Time heals, even the worst moves, Johnny. Besides, I still get to come down here and visit once in a while. He looked at her. 
what you come over to that Dan, that Dan woman who said I can't stand cattle, dust them like cowboys, looks at us like get her dirty just by speaking to her. She reached over and patted him gently on We all have our burdens to bear. He's outright can say, Why don't you move back down here? You got plenty of jobs going to Jacobsville right now. I hear you tell the police chief needs a new secretary. <laughs> I'm not going to work for cash dryer. She sure did. He said his last secretary emptied the trash can over his head, and it was full of half-empty coffee cups and coffee grounds. Well, some folks don't talk to police work. Take to police work, he said, but he joked. Nothing to do. <sighs> Nothing to do, Johnny, came a deep, terse voice from behind Jody. Johnny straightened just... Started mucking out the stable, boss. Early came over to say howdy to Miss Jody. Good to see you again, Johnny, she said. I remember, Miss. He tipped his head and went slowly back into the barn. Don't divert the eye to help, Alexander said courtly. She got down from the fence. It was a long way up, his eyes in her flashes. It's a friend of my father, she reminded. I was being polite. She turned and started back down. Running away. She stopped and faced him. I'm not going to be your whipping boy, she said. He's, his eyebrows Wrong gender. <laughs> you know what I mean. You're famous. You're furious that Derek's here and Carrie's not. And you want somebody to take it out on. He moved restlessly at the accusation. His growl was suddenly dark. Don't do that. She knew what he meant. She could always see through his bad temper to the reason for it. Something his own sister had never been able to do. Derek will leave in the morning and Carrie will be here by afternoon. She said, Derek can't do that much damage in the night. Besides, you know how close he and Margie are. He's too flighty for her distant relative relation or not. <laughs> he muttered, she said, looking up at him with quite some like me. She said on her mind, what? <laughs> That's always been your main arg argument against me, that I'm too flighty. That's why you didn't like it when Derek was trying to get me go out with him three years ago. She reminded him, stared at her for a few seconds. Did I say that? She nodded and turned away. I've got to go help Margie organize the food and drinks, she added. Left her own devices. We'll be eating turkey and bacon, roll-ups, and drinking spring water. What did you have in mind? He asked musingly. A nice baked chicken with garlic and chives, mashed potatoes, fruit salad, homemade rolls and biscuits, gravy, fresh asparagus, and chocolate pound cake for dessert, she said. You can cook? He asked, astonished. She glared at him over once more. You didn't notice? Margie hasn't cooked a meal any time I've been down here for the weekend, except for one barbecue that the cowboys roasted a side of beef for. He didn't say another word, but he looked unusual thoughtful. The meal came out beautifully by the time she had it on the table. Jody was flushed from the heat of the kitchen, and her hair was disheveled, but she produced a perfect meal. Margie enthused over the results with every dish she tasted, and so did Derek. Alexander was unusually quiet, finished a chocolate pounky, a second cup of coffee, where he gave his sister a dark look. You told me you'd be doing all the cooking when Jesse wasn't here. You told me you'd been doing all the cooking when Jesse wasn't here. And Jody was? He said flatly. Margie actually flushed. She dropped the fork. Couldn't meet Jody's surprise glance. He always made such a fuss of extra company when Jesse was gone. She protested without realizing she was only making things worse. Alexander's teeth ground together when he saw the look on Jody's face. Threw down his napkin and got noisily to his feet. You're as insensitive as a cactus plant, Margie. He said angrily. You're you're better, she retorted with her eyebrows reaching her hairline. You're the one who always complains when I invite Jody, even though she hasn't got any family except us. Oh dear. Jody had already gotten through her own feet. 
and was collecting dirty dishes. She didn't respond to the bickering. She felt it, though. It hurt to know that Alexander barely tolerated her, almost as much as it hurt to know Margie, taking credit for her cooking all these years. I hope you clear, darling. Derek offered with a meaningful look at the cop. Both of you could use some sensitivity training. You stepped all over Jody's feelings without the least notice. Some second family you turned out to be. He propelled Jody ahead of him into the kitchen, closed the door for once. He looked angry. He smiled at him. Don't take it so personally, Derek, he said. Insults just bounce off me. I'm so used to Alexander by now that I hardly listen. Tilted her chin up and read the pain in him. He walks on your heart every time he speaks to you, he said bluntly. doesn't even know how you feel when a blind man can see it. She patted me. You're a nice man there, he said. I've always been a nice man for all the good it does me. Women flock to hang all over Cobb while he glowers and insults them. <laughs> Someday a nicely woman will come along and take you in hand and thank God every day for you, <laughs> she told him. Want to take me on? She wrinkled her nose. You're very sweet, but I've got my eye on a rather nice man in my office. He's sweet too, and his girlfriend treats him like they're. He deserves someone better. We'd be lucky to get you, Derek said. She smiled. They were frozen in that affectionate tableau when the door opened, and Alexander exploded into the room. He stopped short. Oblivious, obviously unsettled by what he thought he was seeing, especially when Jody jerked her hand down from Derek's cheek and he let go of her chin. Something you forgot to say about Jody's unwanted presence in your life? Derek called him for an instant, the smiling, gentle man Jody came with threatening presence. Alexander said, Margie didn't mean that the way it sounded, he returned. Margie never means things the way they sound, Derek said coldly, but she never stops to think how much words can hurt either. She walks around in a perpetual Margie haze of self-absorption. Even now, Jody's only here because she can make canopies for the party tomorrow night. Or didn't you know? He had it with absolute venom. Margie came into the room behind her brother. Downcast and quiet, she went to she met Derek's accusing stare. Accusing eyes. I'm pig. She confessed, I really don't mean to hurt people. I love Jody. She knows it, even if you don't. You have a great way of showing it, honey, Derek replied, a little less antagonistic to her than her brother. Inviting Jody down here just to cook for a party is pretty thoughtless. Margie highs, well, you can go home if you want to, Jody, and I'm really sorry, she offered. Well, for heaven's sake, I don't mind cooking, Jody went to Margie and hugged her. I could always say no if I didn't want to do it. Derek's just being kind, that's all. Margie glared at her cousin. Kind? <laughs> Derek glared back. Sure, I am. It runs in the family. Glad you could come. Jody, want to wash and wax my car when you finish doing the dishes? He had a sarcastic look. You stop that, Marjorie. He Get in here and help do the dishes, Derek dropped. Or do your hands melt in hot water? We do have a dishwasher. Alexander, gosh, you've actually seen it then. Derek explained. Alexander said a nasty word and stormed out of the kitchen. One down, Derek said, well, twinkling eyes and looking at Marjorie. One to go. Quit that, or she'll toss you out, and I'll be stuck here with them and Carrie all weekend. Sure, he said something. Carrie, you invited Carrie. Marjorie ground her teeth together and glitched her smile. He's the guest of honor. Lord, give me a bus ticket. He moved toward the door. Sorry, honey. I'm not into masochism and night. And at night, if an adultery carry would put me in a mental ward, I'm leaving. But you just got here, Margie Whale. Turned up the door. You should have told me who was coming to the party. I'd still be in San Antonio. 
Wanna come with me, Jody? Yep, I'll take you to a fiesta. Don't you look murderous? She's my friend. She's not. Or you wouldn't have forced her down here to suffocate all weekend. He added. Give me a minute to get out of the line of fire, will you? Jody held up her hands and went back to the dining room. Scoop up dirty dishes, forcibly smiled. Derek glanced at the closed door and was about to do Don't try to convince me that you don't know how Jody feels about your brother. She got over that old crush years ago. She said so, Marcia. She lied, he said shortly. She's as much in love with him as she ever was. Not that either of you ever noticed. It's killing her just to be around him. And you stick her with Carrie? How do you think she's going to feel watching Carrie? So they're all over cop for a whole night. Marcia better lower lip and look on. She said, oh, sure, she's going to tell you that. Oh, sure. She's going to tell you that she's in love with Cop. <laughs> Great instincts, Marchy. March. Don't call me March. He bit and brushed and instantly kissed across her part lips. Making her cast his dark eyes there. As he said, the never thought of me like that either, huh? He said, yeah, my cousin's joke. I'm no close relation to you at all, despite Cobb's antagonism. One day, I'm going to walk out the door with you over my shoulder, and Cobb can do his worst. He winked at her. See, sweetheart. He turned and, and pulled out the door. Marjorie was still staring after him, helplessly and holding her hand to her lips. But Jody came in with another face. What's wrong with you, Jody? There, kiss me. She said, he always kisses you. Marjorie said, not like this. Not like this! Jody's arrows went up again. I thought it was about time. What? Nothing. She said it was. Here, can you open the dishwasher for me? My hands are full. Margie broke out of her trance and went to help. She was talking quiet. Don't let Derek upset you, Jody said again. He, he thinks he's doing me a favor, but he's not. I don't mind helping out in any way I can. I owe you and Cobb so much. You don't owe us a thing, Marky said once. Oh, Jody, you shouldn't let me make use of you like this. You should speak up for yourself. You don't do that enough. I know. That's why I haven't ad advanced in the company. She admitted, I just don't like confrontations. You had enough of them as a kid, didn't you, Marky asked. I love my parents. I really did. But they fought, too, just like ours. Our mother hated our father, even after he was dead. She drank and drank, trying to forget him just the same. She soured my brother and women, you know. She picked on him from the time he was six, and every year he got worse. He had a roaring inferiority complex when he was in high school. Yes, well, he's obviously gotten over it now, Jody said waspily. Marjorie, not really. If he had, he'd know he could do better than Carrie. I thought you liked her. Marjorie, I do, sort of. Well, she's got an important job, and she could really help me get my foot in the door at Winston's, the exclusive department store where she works. Oh, Margie, Jordy said, where are you going to? I use people, Margie, but she added brightly, I try to do it in a nice way, and I've always sent flowers or presents or something afterward, don't I? Jody left home. Yes, you do, she admitted. Here, help me load up the dishes, and then you can tell me what sort of canopies you want me to make for tomorrow. She didn't add that she knew she'd spend the whole day tomorrow making them because the party was for almost 40 people and lunch had to be provided as well. It was a logistical nightmare, but she could cope. She'd done it before, and Margie was her best friend, so end of chapter 2.